0: this is the tech eu podcast where we discuss some of the most interesting stories from the european tech scene subscribe to this podcast on spotify apple Podcasts, google podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasting fix these days on this sponsored podcast episode tech eu founder robin Vouters sits down with christoph nagy founder and ceo of circuit and winner of the Startup category at this year's UiPath Automation Awards. Hey, this is Robin Walters from tech.eu, and
1: I'm joined here remotely, of course, by Christoph Nash from uh, Circuit, a Hungarian startup that just won the UiPath Automation Awards in the, in the Startup category. So congratulations for that, Christoph.
2: Yeah, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: It's a pleasure for me to be here as well, because today I'm going to learn a lot about pig farming, which is uh, new for me. So I'm really looking forward to to learning uh, a lot about that. Uh, But first of all, the name, Circuit comes from, apparently, and this is Google. uh, I didn't know this by heart, uh, but it comes from the Egyptian goddess of nature and animals and fertility and whatnot so that already gives a, a bit of a hint uh, about what you do and the pig farming comment of course but i'm gonna let you do the the elevator pitch what is a uh, circuit
2: yeah so the you are right with the with the name so it's it's coming from an egyptian goddess basically i can i can give a short uh, pitch of the if, if you are asking for a one minute pitch or something like that uh
1: yes just the, to sort of explain yeah, the basics what i can do. i can
2: do that so, so my name is Christoph, I'm the founder and uh, CEO of uh, Circuit, and we are doing artificial intelligence for livestock management and we say when pig farming started in Mesopotamia, people used their eyes to monitor the pigs and detect illnesses and today, 10,000 years later, we use the same technology. So a farm worker, uh, based on a university study from the Netherlands, has one second per day per animal. So that's the limitation of the current solution. And due to this, there is a high mortality rate, 16%, unsustainable. There is no early detection, so outbreaks going around, killing one-fourth of the total pig population, like Africans find fever. And last but not least, animal welfare requirements, tail biting, cannibals. Pigs bite each other, there is a wound, and through the wound, the bacteria goes into the animal and could kill it in four days. The only solution, extensive usage of antibiotics, is not sustainable anymore, uh, killing 700,000 people every year. And in 2050, it's going to kill more people than cancer. It's not only affect the meat, but through the manure, water, directly affects fruits, vegetables, even drinking lines. So here comes our solution. We solve it on the on the farm level. We have uh, used standard security cameras. We oversee the animals with those. We send the footages to our servers analyzed by artificial intelligence. If something is going wrong, Peak drinking twice as normal, activities going down, we alert the farmer, farmer can intervene the sick animal, change the ventilation, no antibiotics needed. So that's our basic uh, solution. We work with 40 clients, including 6 million animals. That's our bottom-up projection. We have a great team. We have computer vision experts from Volvo and NASA, PhD in animal life sciences. And I'm coming from a fourth generation agriculture family and also worked for Nutreco feed company and also Philips technology company. So I'm combining my agri and technology to create change. And that's not all. Our solution is modular, so we can scale it up for all animal species. And we are talking about like a 400 billion euro market. And at the end, I say, if you see the current livestock production sustainable, we cannot help you. But if you say no, we need a 21st century solution circuit is the right partner thank you
1: <laughs> great pitch and well rehearsed but i have so many questions uh, one of them you've already answered but i'm still going to dig a bit deeper on this um, you have a background in farming and you have uh, knowledge of technology obviously uh, but why did you sort of pick this particular problem uh, to solve of, of all the things you could have done
2: when i started in 2016 so we are one of the first mover into this uh, specific industry the peak market was the biggest chunk of the meat consumption, which is changed because of the um, outbreaks like Africans find fever, prices went up, China changed a lot. But at that moment, this was the biggest chunk. So we thought like, hey, we have to start where uh, it's the the biggest impact we can do. And the second is that also my family coming from a fourth generation agriculture, grand grandparents were in machinery. Grandmother was a soya trader. My father was in feed and nutrition business. And also, we uh, as family uh, own some uh, pig farms, so in this way, we face the same problems as all the farmers all around the world.
1: Yeah, and you said I, I did, had no idea it was this big a problem, but obviously you put some numbers to it. Um, but you also talked about people dying. Can you can you elaborate on that?
2: Yeah, antibiotic resistance is a very uh, crucial crucial problem nowadays. It's like a 1.5 billion euro health cost for the European Union every year. It's coming from the overuse, mainly from antibiotics. Antibiotics are great. It's one of the biggest invention in the human history, but uh, overuse or extensive use is not not sustainable basically because uh, these resistant bacterials, which creates uh, also at human consumption, but also at animal production, those can uh, uh, cause uh, direct problems to, to, to human. And that's basically killing 700,000 people. These resistant bacterials, also in China, like 25% of the study of the COVID who died in COVID was uh, because of secondary bacterial infections and not because of the virus. So this is pretty much uh, one of the biggest threat of humanity. And I think the European Union is is very high with standard on livestock production. But there are some uh, BRIC countries where, especially the European Union, still allow a lot of import meat. For example, those uh, standards are, are are different, and they might use uh, higher antibiotics.
1: And just for the record, your solution could be used all across the world, and not just in the EU.
2: Exactly, our solution is um, is um, already used in. <clears throat> In seven countries, including the top producers in the European Union, like Spain, Germany, Benelux, Eastern Europe, but also we are working in Thailand. Uh, so in two continents, we are already established, and and because of our U.S. Silicon Valley investors, we are also soon gonna have projects in in the U in North America or Canada or or the USA. Yeah,
1: super interesting. Um, I uh, don't really know how you move sort of from pig farming to other types of livestock. What needs to happen for, for, for you to achieve that? So
2: we want to focus on one animal species and that's uh, pigs. And that's where we want to uh, be uh, market leaders. Uh, but in the next four or five years, uh, because our uh, AI module of detecting animals um, is uh, scalable and modular we can scale it up for all animal species. The best important and most important part of AI is, is the data, the visual um, collected data, like uh, annotated images. And those we have the biggest annotated database we expect um in, in Pix. Thousands annotated videos, several genetic types, all leading genetic genetic types different lighting condition, different uh, circumstances, but, uh, but we can also uh, reproduce the AI module. And if we have the right data for all animal, other animal species like ruminants, uh, poultry, or even fish, case, case salmon, then we can, uh, we can wow. also help t- to those industries.
1: Interesting. Uh, and what does a farmer need to do or need to have or possess in knowledge to be able to implement your solution?
2: Um, so mo- most of the farms, uh, like in, in China or in Italy, or even now the newly built farms are having camera systems monitoring the pens for many reasons, because there is a human labor shortage. And that's why on those farms, they have to just install our software. It's highly scalable. If they don't have it, then uh, one of our partners, uh, camera manufacturer partners could uh set up uh the cameras and um and then we can install the software.
1: Great. Well, that was actually going to be my next question. Like do you buy the cameras off the shelf or do you manufacture your own? Because you're basically doing a combination of hardware and software. Uh but how important is that hardware component for you?
2: We uh, so we call ourselves a software company. So we are a software company. The hardware is dealt dealt by uh partners like Hikvision, T systems. Not not us directly. And off the shelf is good for us. And already available cameras on the farms are good good for us. So we have no high requirements. We we also have a partnership deals with camera manufacturers that they can pre-finance the hardware for the farms so they don't have a big barrier if they want to start with the hardware they can just pay a license fee for three years and it's basically 1.1 euro per each pig and uh, after the three years which is also the warranty period they own the hardware from that point
1: Fantastic. Well, thanks for uh, for outlining that. UiPath Automation Awards. You were not just the finalist; you were also the winner in the startup category. Uh, first of all, how did you hear about the the awards in the first place?
2: I, I have a, so I have a great team. So I have to to highlight their their work and their uh their the search for the best uh, competitions in 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 Europe and and that's how how we found uh, UiPASS. uh and and it was a good fit from the beginning because automation uh is where uh most needed where basically there is a human labor shortage uh we don't want to substitute anybody we basically want to help farms where they already don't have workers to look into the animals, look into the pens, So I think this is, was a good fit. So that's why we, we, uh, we applied.
1: Great. And what was the process like? How did you get selected? How did you work with them uh, before the actual awards show? And what's going to happen next?
2: So the, the process was pretty um, um, complex. And it was um, uh, several selection runs. First from, uh, document submission, then, uh, in-depth interviews with our teams, then actual pitching and then the final pitching. So I, I, I think they did a great job from those lot of applicants to select really the, the top, uh, uh, top, uh, uh companies. And, uh, it was a, it was a pretty, uh, la- long and, uh, and, um, and interesting process because we also met with uh, corporates uh, leaders from UiPath and we had the chance to to share information and and they they had like opening questions which which we helped to us to 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 think uh, for f- future um, and next steps are basically they are helping us with of course like the the award uh, which is going to go into R and D. We're also receiving from Amazon Web Services uh, some credits, which is perfect because we are using online servers. And last but not least, like their uh, marketing and um, technological coaching is just starting now. Great.
1: Uh, well, there, there were uh, a lot of interesting uh, judges on the on the panel for the awards as well. Outside of the UiPath people, uh, some people from from AWS uh, proper, Quido uh, Ventures, which is of course one of the early investors in UiPath, Rashmika Hony from Seedcamp. So those are some big names. Did you get some uh, valuable valuable feedback from them as well?
2: I. Got some feedback, and I think the main feedback was, um, which we have a bit understand from the beginning, is that partnerships are crucial to success. So no, no startup alone can succeed. So you have to find the right corporate partners, like so suppliers, right clients, and you have to work as an ecosystem. So that's a very big chunk of it and i think the other one is how we differentiate ourselves this was always the the main uh, topic is how we gonna differentiate how we gonna keep you know other companies take over the market w- even if we are the first mover
1: yeah that's actually a good question uh, what what does the competitive landscape look like right now
2: so i mean it's uh, i can ask uh, back because um, we pretty much know the competition specifically to countries or continents so um so, so there is no general question to this, to this answer, just like a specific if we uh, know where, where to look into that. But I think that the great, great team and, um, uh, and developers, which are coming from the University of Amsterdam, which is leading in artificial intelligence and computer vision, it's pretty much gives us a, uh, a huge advantage and also the partnership and network, which I already mentioned before, developing and signing contracts from the biggest agriculture banks to Silicon Valley investors, to uh, Lenovo, to Hikvision in China, to NVIDIA uh, selected as our top AI company. So those are the partnerships we really value a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's quite, a, quite a, some achievements already. Um, you mentioned that you already raised some funding. Who are your investors and how much did you raise so far?
2: Uh, <clears throat> So we are uh, working with, uh, like, basically the company is 94% founders owned still, including the 10% employee stock option plan. So we are nice. almost everyone in the company is, uh, is kind of have an ownership. It's which very cool. Really- I'm going
1: to try and highlight it in the article that goes with the podcast because that doesn't happen a lot. And especially not in Eastern Europe, I have to say.
2: Yeah, yeah 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 i think there is this like uh, cultural uh mentality of uh i mean i uh, just the importance i i live i'm i'm living since 10 years in the netherlands so that's probably have uh, influence because because uh, uh, the eastern european mentality is very centralized and the the netherlands is more like decentralized company structures just as uh, just as uh, um, as culturally and religion wise uh, works so i think I, all my uh, business experience except three months is coming from the netherlands so i'm not really worked in eastern europe so that's that's only what i come bring as my family heritage but i think all my um, business knowledge is coming from from the netherlands and I learned that um, uh, uh, distribution of functions and making ownership of people so they are committed and uh, engaged. It's very important.
1: Yeah, Sharing is caring. Sorry, I interrupted you while you were talking about your investors.
2: Yeah, so we have Silicon Valley. From the beginning, we have uh, uh, Bank, which is one of the biggest agriculture b- bank in the world. Wageningen University, which is one of the top agriculture universities in the world. And, 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 uh, including Start Life, their uh, super, uh, accelerator program, which we participated from the beginning, and also Startup Bootcamp, which we participated in actually in, in Rome. So we also had this, uh, Italian influence in, in the startup, which is great because I think we are really European in that sense. And, and since that, we got also Silicon Valley investors, uh, Thrive, uh, SVG Ventures, which is one of the most, uh, active ag tech investor in the world at the moment. And that's a huge achievement. So we're really very really picky with, uh, who we sign partnerships. And I think I suggest this for all, all startups. If they, if they are in this position to, to wait for the right partners, because that's, uh, that's important. But I'm also really proud that we have, uh, a farm owner, uh, in our investor, um, list who is, uh, who is, um, really from the industry. So that's a lot of feedback and a lot of, um, you know, positive impact that they are not just interested, but they also invested.
1: Yeah. Fantastic. Great. Startups, if you were listening, be picky about your investors and your partners indeed. Uh, it's good advice. Uh, maybe as a final question, are you raising more funding for the investors that are listening to this interview? Uh, do you foresee uh, raising more capital in the future?
2: Yeah, so we are working on a on a, on a round uh, where we can uh, convert those um, safe because we receive mostly safe investment like uh, simple uh, equity notes, uh, which are future equity investments, not loans. Uh, so we are looking for a seed investor which can convert these uh, loans. But we also in discussion with some other investors who wants to bridge our founding round. So instead of the seed, go for Series A. So both mostly Series A investors are really interesting. For us, with the network in Asia, in the U.S., uh, not necessarily in the U.S. because we are well established there, but Asia could be an advantage, and also some uh, knowledge in agriculture or deep tech is deep tech is 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 uh, beneficial.
1: Fantastic. Well, we're going to wrap things up, Christoph, uh, Thank you for teaching me a little bit about the pig farming business. I'm sure there's a lot more to it. Uh, and congratulations again on winning the UiPath Automation Awards. Quite an achievement uh, from what I hear. It was very intense. Uh, so congratulations for that and uh, all the best uh, for the future.
2: Yes. Thank you very much. Thanks for the opportunity and, and, and have a great day.
0: And also to the listeners. Thank you. that's it for today's show thanks for listening if you like our show follow us today wherever you listen to podcasts and if that place has a possibility to rate and review the show please do that as well audio engineering for this podcast is done by sound pulse that's sound pulse.com your questions suggestions and opinions are very welcome please send them to podcast at tech.eu and they will most certainly be ignored